<laughs> and we're live. <laughs> and we're live, broadcasting from coast to coast. Uh, Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, hello everyone who is listening to this right now. Uh, my name is Jordan. You are listening to another episode of the Here Here Companion Podcast, which, as an acronym, I realized today when trying to think of a clever way to start this is HHCP, which is very close to RHCP, which uh, fans of funk rock will know stands for Hell yeah. the Red Hot Chili Peppers or as Ned, the Chai Ned, Peps. The Chai Peps, as Ned from Title Fight once famously said <laughs> in, a, in a New York City green room, oh, you guys are talking about the Chai Peps? Which is still so funny. Chai Peps. It was on the tip of his tongue for for years. You could tell <laughs> for at least a decade. Oh, He's so just, anyway, just dying to say it. Luckily, yeah. he's slick enough to just say it so casually. He, he wasn't even. Yeah, it was like we we were having a separate conversation, and he was just in the corner of the green room uh, and just chimed in with the. Oh, you guys talking about chai peps? Uh, very funny. Yeah, he definitely said it like he knew them all personally. <laughs> Maybe he does. I don't know. I met Anthony Kiedis one time. He's a real nice guy. Yeah, fair that's, enough. That's, that'll be the, the story I tell on when I write lyrics for this Here Here track, uh, meeting Anthony Kiedis, Tony <laughs> Tony of the, the Chai Peps. Um, anyway, I'm here with my very good friend and bandmate and a person I admire deeply, Mr. Corey Strofolino. You've already heard him riffing. Uh, say hi, Corey, officially. Just a little back and forth. Hey, what's up, everyone? <laughs> tete tete, or yeah, an exchange banter. <laughs> we we do a lot of a little ping and pong, perhaps a little ping and pong, a little uh, love thirteen, or not thirteen, <laughs> love thirty. I mean, <laughs> I like to love thirteen. You know what? The scoring system doesn't make any sense anyway, so I won't hold that against you. Um, Anyway, we're t- here to talk. Well, we're just going to riff for the next 45 minutes to an hour. No, we're here to talk officially about um, Corey's experience working with Adam's prompt uh, for the 16th Here Here song. The last episode we recorded was with Brad. We are now one step closer to the finish line. Corey followed Brad and has sent his uh, his new version of the song along to Chad. So we're getting real close to having a finished product and i'm very excited so Corey and i are going to talk about well i think we should talk about many th- <laughs> i struggled with brad brad and i were talking and it's like after having done one round of asking people questions about their experience working with this new creative prompt system i realized that yeah. like that kind of it like you run out of things to talk about and brad and i talked like the the, the well that i pulled from was previous lot of dispute songs that we'd uh utilize like similar prompts to adams but we have you and i have a a shorter history together in this band and uh and also i think we just haven't there's a lot of things that we've never talked about in an official capacity and you and i have not talked just the two of us on this podcast yet so i figure we can talk about uh the hear here stuff for sure but we could also just have some general catch up and talk about um some things that I, I don't know that we ever really discussed in the public forum about the last, I don't know how long it's been, five or six years since you became a member of this band? Time yeah, is a construct. Yeah, I'm, I guess this w- this would be my sixth year, I believe. Okay. okay. 
That's what I thought. I, I, it's like I, <laughs> thinking so back. So technically, that, I guess five because this is the year that never was. So. <laughs> okay, that's right. This is stricken from the record. Um, very, to start off, I'm gonna read. I'm just gonna read Adam's prompt just so we have a refresher because it's been a couple weeks, and then um, let's let's dive into the past part of the conversation. And I do want to say apologies to brad who is going to be editing this and to anybody who might be listening because there is suddenly some very aggressive landscaping going on in my neighborhood that may or may not be picked up by this microphone we shall see um anyway adam's prompt this is his, his prompt for song 16 also for the first uh, like five minutes oh, sorry go ahead no go ahead well go ahead for the first five I was minutes? saying for the first like five minutes i think my actual speakers were on just what, feeding what? back just my voice um, oh, so we'll I, see how how Brad handles that one. I we're <laughs> I love setting up obstacles intentionally and unintentionally. I also think my neighbor was listening to music a few minutes ago, which is very strange because I've never heard that before. Anyway, prompt. Here we go. Uh from Adam. Prompt sixteen. This song will self-destruct. There are a number of parts in this song. Your count may differ from another person's. The number itself is arbitrary. When a part shifts, break something. Break a chord, a beat, a stern, a letter, a plate, a word, a phrase, a window. Continue play, continue brack play until you have Detroit X were X number detinct part. And that is the second time I've had to read that. And I think I'm I think I'm getting better at it. Speaking of accidentally creating obstacles for people, he made that difficult to read in a very creative way. But um let's get into it. Let's talk about this is I'm gesturing broadly with my hands. The past. Um, so I mentioned Brad and I talked about hmm. old songs. So we have songs in our catalog that we've employed somewhat similar creative directives to. Um, but you and I have a shorter shared history. Um, I think on one of the previous episodes we touched briefly on you coming new to like this whole project, this iteration of Law Dispute, the hear hear thing, but. Um, because that the the original idea predated you being in the band, but I don't think we ever talked about like beyond that. Um, and since you did text me a couple of days ago saying you were ready to go in, I wanted to go <laughs> in a little bit. Whatever go in means, I didn't actually oh, suss out. That just or, means or, I'd be freestyling over you for the duration <laughs> of this conversation. <laughs> All right, I will try to. Uh, I'll try to make yeah, yeah, my... keep up a beat. Okay, ready? Hit me. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I should have left my fucking metronome on, which I always forget to turn off when we start recording, and then I get this horrendously loud clicking in my ear. But um, in in this case, it would be good because that would I could provide a, a backbone for your for your flow. But we met when you were playing guitar with a band called Defeater, um, guitar and bass, I think off and on depending on you're you're a situational person uh, and you had previously played in other bands but i think a lot of what i correct me if i'm wrong um but i feel like in in a few of those instances um you came into the, those projects later i think in any in any uh project that i have done that has toured or done anything significant um i've always joined it later for better or for worse no, that's that's what I thought. So for the first, and you've been touring for a long, long time. You've been playing music professionally in one capacity or another for, I mean, as long as any of us have, maybe longer, probably longer. Um, but yeah, that was a, it was a different 
situation. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, and, and obviously this is going to, you know, you to think back, but I'm curious about having spent a lot of your early days touring the first half or so of your, of your existence playing in bands, uh, filling in or jumping into the situation late, what you, if you, like, if you took skills that you employ to this day from that situation, cause it's probably a lot different than, than like we started when we were too young to know how to do anything. So we, we made all our errors and we learned all our skills in the course of doing this one particular band, but you, you, uh, you had a more unique experience, I think. Yeah, I think I've always thought like that the one thing that is in opposite like poles unique about everyone else in Law Dispute and myself is that for the most part, most of you have only played in a larger capacity with each other. Um, and I think you've even had side projects but they were kind of with each other. <laughs> like yeah. Back, yeah, back <laughs> in the day insane. anyway. Yeah. And uh, so coming from touring with, I think at that point, like three or four other bands um, and a couple of like maybe side things where I'm just jumping in for a tour, I think so. the socially, it made me very adaptable and, and, yeah. uh, for social dynamics. And not that, ours is a difficult one ours as in La dispute the band and how we interact yeah. with each other but i think that's pretty invaluable just as life experience to to be in four maybe or five different groups of just five other people in a van you know right totally because it's like i feel like the closest comparison is like people always say like oh it's like your family you know you like live with each other and you travel with each other but it's like it's an extreme version of that having to travel in a van for many years and sleep on floors. You are, you are like almost never not around those people. So that's a super important thing is like the ability to get along with, to coexist with. And, and it's probably, you know, like every band's different too. So. Yeah, completely. I think, and I, I hold all those kind of experiences. I don't know. You ever feel like, I I think it happened more in the early days of touring just because everything is just so new and exciting, but you f almost feel like socially you come back as like a different person every tour. Totally. I th and um, I think that uh, I ha have really dear memories for the different specific bands I've been able to tour with. Um, so that that's really cool. I feel like that's unique in terms of what that might have had me bring to the table musically. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. that I learned a couple other like guitar techniques or something maybe from playing with other people, but I would say the one big thing is just sort of ability to navigate social dynamics um kind of came naturally with with vans and uh and bands you know yeah no totally and that and that um i mean obviously it, it helped that we already had an existing friendship and relationship when we asked you to first step in for kevin after rooms of the house came out but uh i'm sure that that like was because i don't know like that that made the transition extremely seamless and i'm sure it wasn't entirely that we were already friends it was partly 
your ability to kind of mesh well in, in situations like that that already had been established. But no, I was also just sort of a tangent, but what you said about like how it's like a very specific situation, I've always felt like, especially back in the day when you're gone as as often as you are and you're in a van and you come home and like you sort of forget <laughs> like how to exist beyond it. And I think that that's like a, a, a part of touring that doesn't really get discussed or maybe it's not immediate, like readily apparent to people who haven't done it, but like life goes on without you when you're away. Uh, yeah. And that gets harder as you adhere more closely to the things in life that aren't touring as you get older. How do you mean? Like when you're younger, when we were younger, um, you can't, you literally can't wait to tour, right? Because you feel like you have access to an experience that absolutely no one else is having no matter sure. like whether or not it's you're sleeping on floors whatever you you are you're touring you're being a musician and you know the financial realities of being like a business etc haven't quite hit so you're just True. very uh just free back in it and Sorry. So rounding back to adhering to you, there's just less things tying you home, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's, you can, that's like, what I meant. That's the shorter way of saying. It. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Though you can be young and reckless, like you, you, you don't have the the stresses of adult life. You don't. You haven't yet really considered the financial implications. I can't imagine having been like 18 and been like, oh, I'm gonna start a savings account and like go to college. None of us took that path really. We all sort of figured out something we loved and threw caution to the wind and <laughs> like i i like wouldn't go back and do anything differently but i also as somebody who's now further on in adulthood look back and go yeah maybe i fucking should have been a little bit less reckless with it but also i wouldn't you know i wouldn't trade the experience and i think to like have placed those limitations would be to place limitations on the the i don't know just like saying fuck it and seeing the world and meeting new people and but anyway um it was a it was sort of that go ahead if you got something to add sorry oh i was just gonna say on that end i to be super honest i do struggle a lot especially now that music a, a large part of what we do interacting with music is gone at the moment mm -hmm. and as someone who believes that they're like definitely a, a lifer, like I want to be creating art and music always. Um, when you have those feelings where you're like, man, was being choosing to be an artist and to chase something like this down so hard was that, um, you know, people say, well, no, it's the pat, it's your passion. Like, not everyone chases down their passion. And I agree, sure. But then when your decisions and start like affecting those around you right then it is a lot easier to have regrets about the way you've set yourself up um, totally you know for security in in a world that is very insecure at the moment i think yeah i think you take for granted how precarious it is when you rely on a touring income especially for bands in this day and age where like the actual physical aspect of music making and art making has in large part dissipated or shifted entirely to streaming and to the one percent of streamers and the people who own 
the mass these massive tech companies like i think you take for granted uh how how precarious it is to rely on the money you make on tour to survive and i don't think anybody ever really anticipated it ending so abruptly and now looking at it uh it's not it's not just like we lost a year's worth of our livelihood it's like we lost like there's like a distinct possibility that the 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 world as we have known it musically and the whole entire you know the thing that's defined both of our pasts in La Dispute and then yours beyond La Dispute has been touring and there's a distinct possibility that it might not exist that way anymore for a oh definitely another, for another year for another two maybe permanently and that that's the thing where I look back and I'm like yeah I don't know I, no matter how many times somebody and I remember I've probably told this story before but I remember uh the last day of a tour we did years ago with Hot Water Music asking, <laughs> such just seems like such a dorky thing to do because it was the second tour we'd done with Hot Water. So it wasn't like I just like, it was like I knew they were friends, but I asked Chuck the last day of tour in Seattle. I was like, do you, if there's any piece of advice you have for me, you know, cause they've been doing it for fucking forever. Mm-hmm. And he just like, he just like grabbed me by the shoulder, like in such a like dad way. And he is such a fucking, we called him uncle Chuck, but he like, was like he just looked at me and he was like save everything and i that's like the the recurring nightmare waking nightmare i have nowadays <laughs> i just like think about uh the choices that i've made over the years and and committing to an, a lifestyle of art and punk rock and then i can't do that anymore and i just hear chuck's voice saying save everything in my head and i'm like fuck <laughs> is is that because you've saved nothing? <laughs> no, <or? laughs> it's not that I've saved nothing, but like, you know, like I, I just like I have I, I I think that, I mean, I I have like I'm not fluent in financial things and never have been. That's never been a skill of mine. I never learned those things when I was younger, and probably the time I should have spent like building something foundational for my future. I I was, you know passing around a donation hat at a house show whatever and like not thinking about that it's very i don't know i don't know where i'm going with this necessarily you said you said regret and then i just spiraled i was spiraled into it and it always goes back to punk rock no i'm kidding um (laughs) well i mean that's the thing like uh, punk has given me the very experience that is like most precious to me in my life but also I feel a little let down by my awareness that it wasn't, that it was like more inclusive than I thought. And that bums me out when I look back on my experience with it, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, inclusive in, in what way specifically? I'm, I'm curious. Um, I think specifically with people of color, and I think it definitely pioneered certain yeah. things in that way but what the way we engaged with it i think in the era of what it was where it was like kind of becoming a mainstream option almost Mm -hmm. as a as a genre to like take into uh like to to try to pursue etc so i don't know some things just ring hollow to me now and that that's a really base level thing to say as i sit during a pandemic not being able to do that thing so it's yeah. not that I re- regret it, but I like, I really want to, 
like coronavirus halted everything, right? So all your, all the momentum, any of your like lifestyle and thoughts, thought processes, like those things come to a halt. So I just want to kind of reset and how do I move forward? I don't want to look back and always regret, but I want to, I don't know, apply, not take this thing and the values that I thought it held for granted and, and have it be real in my life. Yeah, or else I don't awesome. know what it means, you know? What punk rock means? Yeah, or or making music or art. Yeah. Or, you know, especially in a way that might hurt you financially. I mean, deep down in my heart of hearts, I'm always, fuck it, yeah, like I want to be a musician. I want to be an artist. But, man, the perspective has uh, zoomed out a lot, right? To- totally, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean... I, I sort of, I, I feel like we both, I mean, obviously you can tell that you've spent time thinking about this and I think it's, I think all of us are kind of, uh, confronting it on multiple levels, like like the shortcomings, whether they be like we've talked about financial, but also, you know, like I've been thinking, I think a lot about, it's, it seems like a really good opportunity, um, or like it maybe could be a good opportunity. Cause I, I don't know what the landscape will look like when we come out of this, but it feels like a good opportunity to take stock of I don't know, the culture, the scene, the maybe the industry, like from from how people are compensated for what they do to what is the purpose of uh, you know art as a commodity. What is it? What greater purpose does it serve for culture as a whole? Where has it fallen short? Like I think it's easy to be complacent when you like exist in whatever this that whatever it's called punk rock and i've said this from stage a lot but uh to assume that it's better than the rest everything that goes on outdoors but the reality is that it's uh just as guilty of failing to promote an an inclusive environment and to open its doors to people of color and to lgbtq people and people of different races and religions and creeds etc so um, that's, that's the kind of thing that I, I like, I think everybody needs to be game planning how the landscape might be different going forward and how they can, if they really believe in not just art, but like punk specifically figuring out a way to channel it into something better than it was. Um, yeah. Yeah. If, and if we get the opportunity, hold tight. Right. Right. Exactly. So, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Like, and the other thing probably, <laughs> After and this, you'll I'm sure you'll feel the same way. But like when you've done it for so long, when you get to a point like this, and you realize that you know you can be a lifer, but there's there might be times when you need to do other things to stay afloat. But then what do you know how to do? Like how do mm-hmm. you how do you find a way to to support yourself in different ways when like you've spent the last 15 years of your life playing guitar in a band <laughs> or in bands? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm seeing some of that unfold now with like what was a part-time job, now a full-time job uh, that right. I would be doing like home between tours. Um, so, in that way, sort of my like more vagrant music musical trajectory has given me a lot of uh, retail experience.
jump into the present now because I wanted to ask you. Um, I think that you are a person who uh, has as you you generally have other things that you're working on. You're you're you're. Um, I, I feel the same way in a lot of ways. Like you need to be doing something to feel productive, and generally that's a creative thing. So I wondered what life is like for you now, not necessarily in the context of working a job, but like what you're doing creatively to, to stay occupied, how you're managing this particular era in your history at home. Because you are working on some other things. Yeah, yeah, I am. I <laughs> So my, my brother and I had started working on some hip-hop songs back like right before coronavirus started. And I definitely like put it aside for a while because I was doing, um, I just had to be head down at work for a while because we got deemed an essential service, et cetera. So, right. uh, and I've been revisiting it. So yeah, I'm making, I don't know what would essentially be a, be a long EP, short album, mixtape thing. It was a while ago, like as Patreon started, I had tried to do a, um, Oh, not as Patreon. As coronavirus started, I had tried to do a Patreon, but then kind of realized that work was going to make it less manageable, and I sort of jumped into it a little too fast, sort of in the corona panic. And sure. this is going to be... So I've been working basically on what that would have been in an, as an interactive Patreon, but given like the, the whole thing with the Patreon, it was going to happen week to week. And that was going to be really hard. So now I'm just working on it less like it's thrown together and more like a proper album. And, um, and I'll just do give it for free because I feel bad for just canceling the Patreon and dropping off the face of (laughs) social media. I don't know. It's hard. It's a hard thing to balance. I mean, I feel like everybody had, everybody came up with immediate backup plans when shit went down and then, I think to an extent everybody sort of had to recalibrate their own expectations for how productive they could be given the stresses that this puts on people in so many fucking different ways. Do you, um, is it less, does you feel less pressure now to having just like, just to be able to do it as something to stay creative and, and to not have a schedule to follow? Is it like, uh, how, how does it differ from, from what it would have been? Do you think? I think I've been, it's making me deliberate a lot more on, on what it is because really it was essentially my brother and I were just making like, just out there like weed rap. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And, you know, with like just trying to just have some fun and clever rhymes and and catch, catch a vibe. And I think it, it took me a while to be like, well, now the, does this need to be everything? Does it need to have every message? And I'm kind of settled back on it being what I originally wanted it to be because that is just the art that I'm responding to making right now. And not some things can just be for fun and your heart is still in it, you know? Sure. Yeah, totally. Um, have you done anything with your brother like that before? Have if you you two worked on anything together? No, that's another thing. So, um, I mean, often on, uh, for a few years, but this was gonna kind of be the. I want this to be like the culmination of my brother does a lot of the production basically on this stuff, and okay. I, I try to get him to do some vocals, um, 
and he's done one song that sounds awesome so hopefully i can get him to do some more but uh, yeah for me i think i think the thing that interests me most about making this stuff aside from doing something with my brother that i've never been able to do a creative project with him before is that realistically as a genre i feel like hip-hop is the most boundless like there's just no rules right and and i think that's that's such an amazing gift right and that's uh and there's a lot of history and reverence from why it is like that and why that why there's no rules comes on the backs of everyone who who pioneered this this genre which is like one of the most important art exports in the world right now you know hundred percent. Yeah. Like, Not that this will be that, but just like being able to kind of play in that sandbox um, has been something I've wanted to do for a really, really, really long time. Sure. That's cool. Um, I think it is. I, 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 I don't know. I'm not an expert on it or anything, but I would, I would, I feel like it is the principal artistic export and the most important musical art form around now and like it's pretty remarkable given it's relatively short history in the context of things but like i think it's the one that interests me in that respect the most i think it's cool that you're jumping in i've never thought about that aspect of it just like the less less restrictions less rules like it, it's it's a bigger bigger swimming pool than i think a lot of people who get into like this who get into like punk or hardcore or whatever when they do pursue other things it's often in things that are like extremely adjacent and immediate like i I, i've always appreciated that your other creative endeavors veer more dramatically away from that whether it's uh some of the songs that you've written that have more of an r&b feel to it or the stuff that you've done in the past with stand-up comedy it's very like you take hard lefts from from this and i i appreciate that do you do you think there's a i mean you said with hip-hop that's the less rules and restrictions but do you do you have do you think there's a reason why you have always wanted to do something different like not just on a parallel track (laughs) well i think for this specifically is more just like my love for hip-hop and rap as music and that's the other thing that i grew up and still listen to all the time. But in general, I don't know what it is. I, I do think about that sometimes that I, I, I don't know. I get vaguely tickled by, by having a wide, very strange skill set. Um, yeah. But, uh, I think also I just like, I really like making stuff and seeing if I can also make things, um, and those just happen to be the things I, I, I'm really passionate about. Uh, comedy is still something I'm really passionate about. And it, I've been away from that for a few, uh, maybe a year or two now, which is is weird. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so I do yeah, I do jump around and I feel sometimes that like maybe that is who I am. That's the curse of my life. And that scares me a little <laughs> bit. Sure. But uh, but also on the other side of it, it's like oh yeah, I'm having all these different experiences and being able to create with all, in these different um, walls, basically. Yeah, that's sick. No, I I, <laughs> I can see. I I find it interesting that I, mean, I feel like we all kind of do this, but 
we all the way that we the way that we speak about our tendencies is we position them as flaws and i don't think that that that's some deep psychological shit but i i i feel like you know you can look at it both ways it might be a curse but it's also contributing to your growth as a person and your happiness most importantly so i'm happy that you're able to do those things i think it's always fun to hear where they go from an outsider's perspective um so should probably pivot at some point back into talking about what we came here to talk about i did i meant i meant to bring up um i meant to bring up when you first started writing music in law dispute because i don't i we've like touched on it briefly in interviews now and again for panorama um but i i it struck me that we this is again apologies to brad because this is not as segmented as it usually is i'm jumping back into the past but we've talked a lot about in different capacities panorama being a difficult record to make and it i think it was probably a particularly it was probably particularly difficult for you for uh it being the first time that you'd jumped into writing songs with the four of us but also geographically you were back and forth a lot between home in rhode and rhode island and and grand rapids where we were writing the record at the time um I, I don't know there's not anything specific i'm after i just wonder what that process was like for you uh it was it was challenging um i think there were a lot of things happening like with with sort of my my place in the band transitioning at the time so wanting to feel like i'm going to contribute to this record as you know the most i can even if it means flying out to grand rapids or driving out you know during the week to to wills and then going back to work on the weekends mm -hmm. um so i think it was like I mean, I joined in 2014, so there was a good four years before we even started creating Panorama. So I, I think I was, I was ready to put put in that sort of like uh, hustle, but it was yeah. it was definitely it was challenging for all the reasons you'd think, right? Like you're breaking creatively into a pre-established group, and. Right. Um, Obviously, like, you know, we toured together for the past four, four years at that point, so we were all incredibly close, but this is a different thing, and I wanted to have the right respect for everything that came before while also kind of, I don't know, just pushing in what I could do to to help write a lot of Spute record. Right, yeah. It's different than you can make the, the transition seamlessly socially, but then it's a whole other thing when it comes to making music together. Um, I can see how that would have been, that was difficult for you. I, I think that it was something we were all, I mean, we, obviously we didn't have an, uh, the utmost confidence. We wouldn't have, you know, like you were the person we wanted to be in this band and the best decision probably we've ever made as a band. But um, oh, I'm, 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 no, I mean it. And, and, and I think it's really like changed our band for the better musically and, and just as a group of friends, um, I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm just, yeah uh, this is everyone. just me, me, <laughs> me glowing about you, but, um, 
I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to do, I've been excited to do this for a lot of different reasons, but another reason, one of the reasons that I've been excited about it was because, um, I feel like having you having gone through panorama, like I, I maybe I'm wrong, but I, I hope that like all of that, like any transitional period is, is well gone by now. And, uh, we can just like, do this thing without any of the additional stresses that were put on you, especially because this is sort of like just flattened everything given that we can't tour and can't be around each other and shit. So like, um, has this thing felt different than writing Panorama for any other reason than it's just way different? <laughs> That's maybe a stupid question. No, no, it it is. Well, I don't know. The first one, uh, there has been pockets during the last however many months, um, that I've I have been super super busy at work uh sure and so you know Chad's was a little bit easier to wrap my head around as a project because I again we couldn't go back and like do other takes etc um so this one I did was like oh this is like I'm gonna I'm gonna tweak this and get this to where I, I want it so it was a little different in that it felt like the first thing that I'm going to be contributing on guitar to the band since Panorama that wasn't just like, oh, well, whatever you put down, that's the thing. Like, right. I, I was like, oh, I could fuck this song up. Also, I never, for this song specifically, I, I have never come before Chad in writing. Yeah, that's so, another thing I so wanted I, to talk about. Yeah, so I need to like keep that in mind, leave space for the types of things I think he might do or the types of thing, and also the types of things I think he might not do or the ways that Chad likes to surprise. So, right. I, you know, that was a challenge, but once I settled into it, it definitely took me longer. And I, I had a few sessions with it of just being like, hopefully this is cool. And then <laughs> send it away. Well, I was going to say, I didn't think about like uh, in, in talking today, uh, at home about about recording the podcast today it was asked of me by my partner the, the about like oh this one's kind of taking a little bit longer and i was like yeah you know people obviously everyone's got busy schedules and other things going on right now and she was like and also um chad's prompt was just to not take a long time <laughs> it was like oh yeah i don't know i don't know why that yeah, didn't yeah, occur to exactly. me that like it's it's gonna take everyone a bit longer because because we've removed that restriction by the nature of the prompt exactly so um which is which is and and then to like you mentioned twofold you you no longer and this this time around you had a more blank canvas you had um adam's initial part and then the part that brad added to it and then you sort of were in the position this time to give it more color and more shape um which i'm sure it was it i mean was it like obviously that it was probably a little bit more stressful but w was it fun to have uh, more directions to go in in that respect yeah absolutely i thought that um one yeah the restriction is different in terms of the time that we were able to scrutinize over it but also it was like a it was a puzzle the first time yeah. <laughs> the first time i saw the prompt like i swear that i didn't get all of it i was like what the fuck is this like yeah, I, I I just didn't understand it. I was like, I've seen Mission Impossible. I don't understand what I'm missing. 
I I uh, it's it says it says very little, um, and and we talked about it in Adam's episode. But Adam, his initial prompt was like pages long, and he decided it was the wrong thing. And then this like a light he had a light bulb moment for this aspect of it. And what I like about it is that it's so concise, it's so sparse. It gives a very broad direction that is maybe not immediately apparent at first, and then it just like opens it up like there it's it's in infinite possibilities it's way more ambiguous than chad's prompt um so you you like once you figured out what you thought adam was trying to push you towards did it was it still difficult or did you did you consider a bunch of other options i haven't Um, even i haven't heard your song yet which is i well i think um I actually hadn't played guitar in a, in a while, probably since I recorded that thing for Chad's song. So, like for the first time in you know twenty years, I don't have calluses on my fingers. So, oh yeah, um, that was a little weird. So I kind of just went right in. Point being, I went right in just trying to figure out guitar parts rather than figuring out the puzzle part of it, the things to break. That was that was my approach, just to get like my sea legs back on with playing guitar, and then, uh, and then yeah, I I thought about a couple things because your your mind goes immediately to the things that Adam mentions in the actual prompt, like right, break yep. break a window, break a string, of course, like break a fucking string, sure. Uh, so that took a while. Should I tell you what I ended up doing? Yeah, yeah. Tell tell me what I like. I was considering texting you yesterday and asking to send me the track if it wasn't in the Dropbox, but then I just decided that I, I was kind of into having this conversation and just hearing from you first before I listened. So let, tell me. Tell me what you opted for. So I opted for... Um, uh, every time the part switch... So I just have kind of like a long... Uh, you know, a couple different guitar parts, um, some some thematic things, and then... Every time the part changes, which also Adam and Brad are doing different things that are quote-unquote breaking, that I actually chose to go the really nerdy route, and I lower the sample rate of the actual guitar signal oh, um, each each changing part. So, so it just goes down in bit rate and starts to... I figured the thing to break would be like the actual audio to just start degrading it um yeah so so i think that came out kind of cool we'll see (laughs) that's sick i would have never i would have never guessed i would have never honestly considered that even to be an option which is part of what's cool about the prompt being so ambiguous is that uh everyone's gonna conceive of it a bit differently um that sounds dope you're happy with how it turned out so that's sick um and i just i don't know if you're seeing this i just there's messages in in whatsapp right now saying that chad sent me the song so he cranked it out. I wonder what. He said. Sa- wonder what I'm getting into. He yeah. It says track is off to Jordan. So, in real time, mid conversation, like mid yeah, like mid conversation. Where uh, whoa, the song is <laughs> song is moved on. So, I immediately started sweating. I had the pressure. I felt the pressure. Um, that's dope. I was I, feeling I, the pressure a little bit. I had the song a little too long. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, part of when we yeah, I'm start, curious. I want to hear. Yeah, I'm interested because, like you said, the the cool thing, and Brad and I talked about this a little bit, was that uh, the or, the order switching and that it going to you before it went to Chad was new. Um, the flip side of that is I've never, it's been a while since I've heard Chad 
you know, follow guitars in any way. So, um, both ways, it'll be interesting to hear. I yeah, will. It's, we'll see. Oh. it's, it's, uh, go ahead. I was just saying, I, I can't wait to hear his <laughs> shit. Like I, know, he did. I know. I'm real, I'm real pumped. I'm going to hear I, both I, of your shit. I like time. left. Yeah. I left room for him to do maximum weirdness. So maybe that's the way he, he took it. Uh, hopefully yeah. he's like heard those cues in there. Like, Oh, time to unleash the shit. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, um, I wonder what I wonder. Cause I, cause I could see, um, I did not, I did not think audio degrading. I, I think that sounds pretty fucking cool. Um, Chad feels like a wild card being last up because I feel like he could have done something completely like he'd be breaking eggs on track or uh, I don't know. He, <laughs> he just, yeah, I, I wonder if he, I, Oh yeah. I, I feel like he, I was like, if anyone's going to physically break things and record it, it's going to be Chad. So I'd let him. Do that. <laughs> yeah. Do you know who's next prompt wise? No, I don't, we haven't decided. I, the last time it ended up being Adam cause we voted Adam MVP. Um, have you have you thought let's talk future let's move on to the next section have you thought about what you'll do for your prompt when the time comes do you have ideas you sound like robot boy for some reason one second that's because i am a robot i have thought about it yes definitely i think i would have (laughs) i would have something more or less an idea good to go if i were to be next i'll say that we could talk about it i don't know what the rules are i feel like kirk's watching or some shit I mean, I'm I'm the one who arbitrarily makes the rules mid conversation, and then Kirk tries to enforce them. So it's more on me for not having a concrete idea beforehand. And in mid conversation, I'll be like, you know, I don't think I don't think anyone should hear that yet. So um, there are no fucking there are no rules. So you can talk about love it. What you what you might do, um, whether or not well, you're what up I next really will like be determined. I really like so far. I mean, how like Adam's in the middle of writing a game right now you know and then that it's just perfect that his prompt was like a puzzle it was very in the spirit of the things he makes that he's good at and i thought the the chad's prompt was very in the spirit of um ways he likes to create so Mm -hmm. i think i think that's cool and i will probably do something kind of in line where i'm at creatively uh i think my idea would be something along the line of taking taking performances um making sure that the key and bpm maybe are right and and sort of turning them into loops or samples and things like that and kind of creating it with maybe more of a hip-hop template um nice so some something like that i want to you know make sure that it can sound like us and and everyone can have fun with it so i I, i'll add details but that's basically basically where i'm at with it that's cool. That's not, I never, I would have also never considered like, um, approaching other genres. And I like that it's not so, cause it would be one thing to just be like, make a country song or whatever, but like, uh, forcing people to incorporate elements typical of another genre is a cool way to do that. That's sick. I, I don't have any fucking idea, uh, what I'll do. And we'll yeah, see. it's, you probably, it's probably it's hard. the most, 
challenging because songs rarely start with you, yeah. right? Yeah, never. I don't know the songs. I mean, ideas. So like, there's I've it's crossed my mind to do something like to give a thematic prompt or something like that. But I, I sort of want to do something that is more or less musical. I, I don't want it to be like purely a literary direction. I'd, I'd rather do something that is a little outside of my comfort zone. So Dude, we'll see. You should, um, you should record all the music, and we'll do all the vocals. <laughs> that's like the that's some fucking bob rock some kind of monster disaster waiting to happen let's let's flip roles let's reverse roles jordan you play guitar four vocalists suddenly (laughs) it'll just be me recording myself watching a youtube tutorial to try to figure out how to play a dna and a g or some shit and then you guys all get to take turns (laughs) adding vocal layers um that is what i'm gonna do no i'm just kidding um like general this because uh, yeah look, we look talked a little bit to it everyone yeah <laughs> we talked a little bit about uh your you know how you're staying occupied creatively um when brad and i talked last week uh, the, that's the template i keep I'm, I'm falling back on right now for this conversation because we talked about i didn't know what to talk about for the future either and brad was like well he he like had very specific thoughts on um how this whole thing has like changed the way he's working and i'm curious bigger lessons like pandemic being forced to uh you know being prevented from touring and from playing guitar like you typically would what what are you learning if anything about yourself creatively given how things are right now in the world yeah <laughs> very general I, would s- <laughs> I mean the specific thing i'm creating right now i was sort of creating pre-corona and the fact that for the most part it being like based more around electronic sounds like I I can kind of just hole up and work on it myself which Mm -hmm. is uh something that I was kind of doing pre-virus anyway so in that way it hasn't changed but like the outside circumstances obviously have changed tremendously um in terms of uh just trying to keep relationships healthy because of like the switched amount of time that that people have uh with each other and right i mean and like i said not not to harp on it but just when um my job was you know i i thought i to me it looked like we were gonna shut down as most things were and then it turned out that we were not gonna and i i'm just like in a middle management position there so i think a lot of things sort of just spread out suddenly and i was pretty busy uh until recently really with work so anything creatively i'm doing i had been picking at over the last many months and now i'm like making a plan to 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 do it so i think my mind's been about getting stuff done and there's been a lot of me just being like why is my mind still about making music and that kind of made me stop sometimes or gave me pause at least sure i don't know yeah, what about I mean, you what are you doing creatively i mean this has been a good thing for like, me just well, how how have you been surviving um i mean so I, I this has been a good thing for me just doing the patreon just having a, a you know more of a schedule and something that i get to focus on because I, I feel like i'm like i feel like you 
and and probably i mean adam for sure brad for sure I, everyone all of you like i feel like you're all a little bit better at self-discipline even when you like you said you're working you were picking at things and at least plotting for the future and now seeing them more to fruition and i have a hard time just like staying staying on task and staying focused and and uh, i can have a million ideas bouncing around my head but getting to actually like sit down and put them on paper has always been the hardest thing for me so this has been good for me to like it's taught me yeah better self-discipline and, and better scheduling and forcing myself to be productive every day given that i just have a lot of fucking time <laughs> don't always yeah. know how to fill it and, and can't can't really see friends and um we're like very very isolated in a lot of different ways where we are because we're not home so like we haven't seen family in a long time and then uh yeah the, my partner works in healthcare, so uh she's working six days a week and we can't really go socialize even in a socially distanced capacity it's a it's a risk for us to take given her occupation so like i feel like it has often been a struggle mentally to like get myself in a good headspace to be productive and if i didn't have this thing scheduled every week to to work on and pick away at and if I didn't have the interaction with people on the platform either, I think I'd be fully losing my mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's good. I don't know. I, that's, that's, and I feel like it goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the conversation, but like trying to think of this as, you know, it's easy to dwell on the, the negative aspects of it, the, the like the pandemic and, all of the other shit going on in the world and in this country and the rapid descent into full on authoritarianism and the election 50 some days away. And just like all this shit, like it's easy to focus on those things. And I'm trying to like think about those things obviously and contribute as much as I can to the greater good. But like on a personal level, like shrink my world down to what I, is important to me and has always been important to me. And, um, professionally that's being in a band and making music and writing and those kind of things so like trying to use this upheaval to recalibrate and think about how i can be better too like not just how you know we can do better as a band or the music can do better for all people but like try to think about how i can be better at the thing i love to do um it's hard it's all real hard <laughs> yeah the conclusion of my dramatic speech you know it is i don't know it's it's difficult and i feel like it's difficult in different ways for everybody and it's probably difficult for you having to work full-time and um i mean but yeah you have it's similar with your with sam so like you kind of see what that experience is everyone's having a slightly different thing but everyone's bummed right (laughs) yeah dude it's just general i like never like that's the main takeaway is that every no I, I i was just gonna agree with you i mean it's everybody every, that's the unifying thing is just like general malaise and like i'm thankful that it isn't specific to me i'm glad in some ways i mean i'm not if i could take it if i could just feel all the shittiness and no one else had to i, I think i would be that martyr maybe but uh the unifying thing is that everyone's climbing uphill right now um, I think that 
you you are like me in that uh working on something even if it doesn't have uh i don't know even if it's like not going to be the the one thing like it's it's a self it's a way to like feel forward progress throughout the course of a day i don't know if you're there oh man <laughs> it's all right it's all right i feel like we've got plenty we've we've i'm sure brad can it's all gonna fall on brad editing so he's, he's literally I, asking us to send it to him right now <laughs> I know. and we're sending him the most difficult one because of our laggy phones but you oh, know what man. he's capable um he's a smart we can guy. we can, he's a smart guy we can wrap it up i i had a lot of fun talking with you i always do i miss you dearly miss you too bud um I'm gonna drop my mi- I'm gonna drop my mixtape on election night. Not just drop, <laughs> dude. That's please <laughs> send it to me. I, and I'm, not, I'm not I'm not doing that. Send it to me, and I'm I'm not I'm gonna shut out all of the world by your mixtape. Um, <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate all of you who have listened to this, and we'll have a new episode soon because Chad, as mentioned previously, sent through his version. So Chad and I will talk and. Yeah, so we're we're actually like, we made a lot of progress today. <laughs> we're Hell almost yeah. to the end, which is sick. So uh, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you, Corey, for having some free time in your day to talk to me. And uh, hell yeah, buddy. Yeah, appreciate it. Much love. Sending love also out to all the people listening to this. I feel like an old radio DJ on the three a.m. shift, but. Uh, patreon.com slash dispute for more things um, been doing some little shorter episodes that are patreon exclusive for those of you listening outside of patreon right now where i read some poems and i think we're gonna start turning those into like a mini here here where we uh, everybody writes some songs underneath the poems so that's forthcoming if you're interested like i said patreon.com slash dispute um, but yeah, hope everyone's doing well, surviving, finding something they love, and, and spending time when they can with the people that love them. Appreciate you all.